Hallelujah. Praise God. Powerful atmosphere, something good is already here. Ay, 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 What a mighty God we serve. Praise the Lord. I want you to turn to two people, tell them that get, get ready to fly. It's time to fly. You have to fly. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want us to read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 3. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 3. It says that, Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. That's the New American Standard Bible. They said, Suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. We are on a series, and this will be Good Soldier Part 5. But in this Part 5, I will be treating soldier, you are different. Tell somebody, soldier. You have to know you are different. Is it powerful already? Yeah. I want to thank God for Pastor Nat. Let's make him welcome Reverend Nat from the Builder's House. Great, great son of the ministry is here with us. Tell, tell somebody by yourself, two people by yourself, soldier, you are different. Oh, yeah, tell the other person, soldier, you are different. What a powerful ministration by the co-pastor. Reverend Yakoba, let's bless God for her life. It's always very refreshing to listen to her preach. So sound, so clear, so that Jesus Christ. I don't even know what I'm doing here. She should be standing here all day long, preaching powerfully. I said, I said, am I even fit to go up there? But she said that we are all called. So since she said it, I just have to come up here. Praise the Lord. But let's bless God for the life of the woman of God. Please take your seat. Paul spoke to Timothy and told Timothy that you are different. You have to think different. As a soldier, you have to know that to... Be strong in the grace of Jesus Christ. You have to think differently from the way other people think. Or else the grace will not be strong. You know the Bible talks about the fact that grace multiplies by our knowledge in Christ. So if you don't know or you don't get to know more of Christ. You don't increase in grace. One of the areas to multiply knowledge in Christ is to know your own uniqueness in Christ, your identity in Christ. And part of your identity in Christ is to know that you are a different breed altogether. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says that if you are in Christ Jesus, you are a new creature. That new creature makes you a different breed altogether. Praise the Lord. 
And then Paul goes on to say that because of that, know ye no man after the flesh. So there are men we know after the flesh. And there are men we cannot know after the flesh because they are in Christ Jesus. And when you are in Christ Jesus, Paul then goes on to tell his mentee that for you to walk or increase in the grace which is in Christ Jesus, you need to be thinking as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's a, it's, it's great to be a child of God, but just be thinking like a soldier. So that you'll be able to endure things and out of that endurance, you'll become very strong in the grace of God. Many believers don't know that they are different in this life. The Bible says that though we are in this world, we are not of this world. You are clearly different. Praise the Lord. Say, I send you as lambs in the midst of wolves. Ordinarily, it doesn't work. But because of the conf spiritual configurations around you, Isaiah says that the lamb, or the, the lamb and the wolf, the lamb and the lion will stay on the same mountain and there shall be no harm. How is that possible? Because you are different. Praise the Lord. Please tell somebody I'm different. I'm different as a child of God. Now, come on, come on. Now tell somebody I'm different. I'm different. As a child of God, I'm different. I'm not normal. I'm not ordinary. I'm a different breed altogether. I have the capacity to withstand pressure and to do greater works, supernatural works, to serve God and juggle between things because I'm different. Praise the Lord. Grace makes you different. And two Christians are technically the same but practically not the same. Yes. Same blood saved us. Same faith, same, same baptism, same spirit, but our operations are different. The way we execute, the way we function is different. Even though we have the same resource on the inside of us. That simply tells you that what you capture by insight, what you capture by knowledge determines your difference and how the, the margin you give to the next person sitting by you. Because one person may be standing in a parade as a soldier having some discomfort in the boot and he's still finding a way to go up throughout the whole ceremony and another has collapsed. The difference is that it gets to a point where you have to live beyond the feelings around you and enter into a realm where mentality determines functionality. And if you are not mentally dogged, mentally brutal, mentally robust, you will see opportunity as adversity because you are not able to, you know, resist it, confront it, and go through it. I'm praying that tonight grace will come upon somebody here. Now, there is a clear distinction between a civilian and a soldier. Number one, <laughs> in Joshua chapter 8 verse 1 to 3, very quickly, I want us to run very quickly. Clear distinction. 
between civilians and soldiers. The Bible said, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee. People of what? That simply means that not everybody in the colony or in the country there belong to the people that were called the people of war. There are warring men and there were non-warring men. But they were all citizens. Please, let's read the scripture. He said, take with you all the people of war and arise and go up to Ai. See, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai and his people and his city and his land. Verse 2. He said, and thou shalt do it, thou shalt do to I and her kin as thou didst unto Jericho and her kin. Only the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof shall ye take for a prey unto yourselves. Lay thee an ambush for the city behind it. Verse 3. Check it. So Joshua arose and all the people of war, all the people of what? To go up against Ai. And Joshua chose out 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. Look at verse 11. Verse 11. It says that, And all the people, even the people of war that were with him, went up and drew nigh and came before the city and pitched on the, on the north side of Ai. Now, there was a valley between them. So, clearly you see in the scripture over and over again that there is a distinction between the people that Joshua was working with and the Bible called them people of war. The Lord said, choose people of war. So, the people of war were clearly separated from the people who were not enlisted in the army. Civilians and soldiers. If you are with me, say, I'm with you, pastor. So, when you are Christian and you have not enlisted, you are different from a Christian who has enlisted. As a soldier, there's a clear difference. When we want to take territories, you will never be called for. You will not be called upon because you are not fit for war. You are not part of the people. And you see, some of the things I'm going to say here must break your heart. That you have been born again for a long time and you have not seen your peculiarity. You have not seen your difference, your uniqueness. Because all this while, you are trying to be normal. Every time when something happens, you say that, you know, you know, we are human beings. You know, as human beings, you are always trying to be normal. It's one of the biggest excuses for not fulfilling destiny. You know, as a human being, you know, we are human beings. <laughs> Man, you are different. In Numbers chapter 2 verse 4 to 30, this one should make you very upset. Numbers chapter 2 verse 4 to 30. I mean, I'll read a few of them. In Numbers 2, and his host <laughs> and those that were numbered of them were three score and 14,600. And those that do pitch nest unto him shall be the tribe of Issachar. And Nathaniel, the son of Zohar, shall be captain of the children of Issachar. And his host, and those that were numbered thereof, were 50 and 4,400. 
Then the tribe of Zebulun and Eliab, the son of what? Elon shall be what? Captain of the children of Zebulun and his host and those that were numbered thereof. Now, check through the verses. And those that were numbered were 50 and 7,400. You go to the next verse. All that were numbered in the camp of Judah were an hundred thousand and four score thousand and six thousand and four hundred throughout their armies. So in the Bible, when people were being numbered, they were numbered as soldiers. Numbered men were soldiers. Hey. So as a leader, your, real, your soldiers are your real numbers. If you are a pastor and you have members, you have nothing. If you are a pastor and you have a choir, you have nothing. The only time you know you have numbers is when you have soldiers. If you don't have soldiers, you don't have numbers. And keep us house, we can have whatever branches and still be zero numbers. Because there are no soldiers there. Because soldiers are the numbers for a leader. Yeah. When, when war breaks out in any territory, or when there is an aggression or incursion you know, towards a, a, a nation state or something like that, and when they say they, they, they are men, they are not talking about the population of that country. No, 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 no. Then India will beat everybody. Are talking about fighting men. Are you here at all? Yeah, when Russia, you know, invaded Ukraine, I said the Ukrainian, their men were few. And they were not talking about the population, they were talking about the military, they were talking about the soldiers. So the, the, the numbers of a leader, as a leader, your soldiers are your real numbers. So until we are able to turn members into soldiers, members into disciples. We really don't have numbers. And these are the clear distinctions because if you were a soldier, you were allowed not to pay tax. That, that tells you that you are, not, you are not the same as a civilian. A soldier was exempted from paying tax. Look at Numbers chapter 31, verse 41 and 42 in the New American Standard Bible. <clears throat> Numbers 31, 41 and 42. Moses gave the levy which was the Lord's offering to Eliezer the priest, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. As for the sons of Israel's half, which Moses separated from the men who had gone to war. Next verse. Now the congregation's half was blah, 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 blah. So you could see that this is Moses. He was just cutting taxes for people and then he exempted the soldiers. The men that used to go to, he said, because you people fight, for the defense and the comfort of this state, you won't pay tax. Do you see it in the Bible? When David came to the battlefield where Goliath was, and David said, is there not a cause? One of the rewards that was, incentives that was given to him to fight was the fact that his father's house would be exempted from paying tax because he was on the battlefield. One of the reasons why Satan cannot tax your health is because you have enlisted as a soldier for Christ. It's a reason why you cannot be paying foolish medical bills. You cannot be, you cannot be taxed here by demons here. And lift up your hand right now and say, Tonight, 
I enter into my difference and I'm exempted from all the other things because I'm not a normal Christian. Are you here at all? Can you put your hands together for Jesus? Exemptions. See, soldiers will buy cars and there are exemptions yeah, for duties. Exemptions. Civilians don't have that. It's a clear difference. Don't you want exemptions? Hello? Bracusa la pradiga. In First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 8 to 15, you see some guys there, they were Gadite. First Chronicles. Chapter number 12. Powerful scripture. Verse number 8 to 15. This is what the Bible says. In the NASB. I like that version these days. Verse 8 says that. From the Gadites, valiant mighty men went over to David at the stronghold in the wilderness. Men trained for war who could handle a large shield and spear, whose faces were like the faces of lions. Are they normal? And they were as swift as the gazelles on the mountains. Are they normal? No. Once you enlist as a soldier, your, your, your image even becomes something else. Ezra was the first. Obadiah, the second, Eliab, third, Mishmana, the fourth, Jeremiah, the fifth, Attiah, the sixth, Eliel, the seventh, Johanan, the eighth. We have to put your name there. Elzabad, the ninth, Jeremiah again, the tenth, Machbeniah, the eleventh. He said, these men from the sons of God were captains of the army. The one who was least was equal to a hundred and the greatest to a thousand. I'm feeling it in Shakalabatakalabatahaya. Do you still think you are normal here? Look at the verse 15. He said, these are the ones who crossed the Jordan in the first month when it was overflowing all its banks. And they put to flight all those in the valleys to the east and to the west. Very rugged guys. Not normal. They crossed the Jordan in the first month when it was overflowing. Their faces look like lions. Their feet like as swift as the gazelle. Mountain goat. You can't entrap them. When some dispel to a pen, because authority has been given to the soldier that you should trample upon. You see, it's not every believer who have that authority, even though it has been given practically to trample upon demons. Because the people Jesus really gave that authority were the ones who were commissioned. He said, As you go, now, if you are not going, you are not trampling on anything. That's why you in your devil is beating you in the church. All this time, I don't want to do anything. I'm a clean member of the church. You know, we the bourgeois in the society. You are becoming something else. Your difference is in your enlisting on the army of Jehovah. If anything lion-like lion will come out of you, 
you got to be a soldier. I mean, when the Jordan is overflowing and people are running away, these people, wild guys, entered and crossed the Jordan, went to take the territory and then away bus. Eleven of them. How many of us are here? Accra should be very small for us now. Ghana should be very small for us. The reason why we are still struggling with hundreds is that the least of them was handling hundreds. Pastor, you, you're, you are struggling to have hundred members. You are not a soldier. That is why everybody in your church is also sleeping like a civilian. You know, civilians like to sleep and have police people do roadblocks in their area and watch over them in the night. Soldiers don't need that. And some of you, when you pass by where they normally mount the barrier and they are not there, you start going home with fear. And no Some of you, you know all the emergency numbers because you, you have not allowed yourself to be trained as a soldier. You see that? You are struggling to have... You are not a soldier. You, I'm telling you, when you are a soldier, you are a commander of numbers. You are a commander of what? A sign that you are not a soldier is that you don't command any proper numbers. I'm in this church, how many people have you brought? Can you count even 10 people that are here on your account that I, Francis Aubin, I am the reason why these people are born again. Look at the face of somebody and ask them, are you normal or you are not normal? Soldier is not normal. Say the list of them. List is 100. The greatest is carrying from 1,000. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a pastor's job all the time. Yeah. Pastor must marshal you, the officers, and you too. Yeah. Define your greatness in the numbers you control in the space. Am I preaching or I'm dancing here? What do you think I'm doing? Sissy, you think I'm doing what? You came to sing, am I dancing? Once you begin to think like a civilian, you are thinking, eh, what is the government doing for us? <laughs> Civilians are always thinking like that. I'm telling you. Civilians are always thinking like that. When you go to countries where they don't practice democracy, There's a player in Tottenham. They are captain now. He's called Son. He'll be playing. Uh, and in the middle of the distance, they'll say, he has been called to South Korea. Go. It's time for military service. Yeah. Very serious countries. They don't do national service in national lotteries. Um, um, blah, blah, blah. They are serious people. National service, you do it with the military. That's how you build a culture. You don't build a culture from corrupt 
institutions where there are no discipline. You go to public service, civilian service, and everybody is sitting down there telling the new graduate that this is how we do it here. And if you want to bring any changes there, they either chase you with juju, chase you with witchcraft, chase you with some politics, that by the military, eh, as you enter there, they say, boy, you are too soft. You are too weak. Come on now, match up. Come up here. Wake up early. He's like, doing that. says, yeah, yeah. Give me connection to Unilever. Give me connection to this one. You are not serious. No serious country does service for the youth. In civilian organizations, if you want to train minds, you got to go to where men are counted. I'm saying that you don't have a number until you are a soldier. I didn't want to say so that you feel insulted. You know, you don't have a number. That's why you see a military man, you see that they rank, you see the name, you know, it is, they say, what is your number? Do you have a number? In this keeper's house, what's your number? Because you are, you, you, as far as kingdom works are concerned, you, you, you are zero. If you have not shifted from a civilian to a soldier, what number? Mr. Mr. Obadi, a number. We are number then. In the kingdom of God, what's your number? If you have a number, you produce numbers. Numbers produce numbers. But because you are thinking civilian. Hey. Yeah. The real numbers are soldiers. Real numbers. Yeah. Because what they go through. And they still are able to subdue it, endure it to function. Civilians will not. If a civilian goes through that, that civilian will not be there. Yeah. If you go into the military barracks, you will find few excuse duties. <laughs> Research has proven that here you can easily call your office, call off and say, my here, you know, I'm under the weather. You know, my here, my there. My, because you are not numbered. <laughs> you are not numbered. Yeah, when you are numbered, excuses will leave your head. Am I preaching here or what, what do you think I'm doing? Today is Wednesday I, and I want to preach. Oh, I want to be sure that I'm preaching. So I want to know that right now I'm taking a station break. I want you to rise up and go to someone and ask them now, what really do you think is your number? And tell the person that if you are not numbered, we cannot count on you because we only count numbers. Are we counting on you for anything? We only count numbers. <laughs> are you a number? Who is counting you, Mpo? You are not a number. We can't count you. Do we count on you for follow-up? Do we count on you for any church growth project? You are not a number. All you want is that they should prophesy to me. They should lay hands on me. Because you are zero. 
Zero. When an issue arises, the pastor is not thinking about you. You are not numbered among the financial powerful houses. You are not numbered among the people who are doing the follow-up. You are not numbered among the people who are doing anything to bring in the harvest. You are just, you are just... And if you don't have a number, we can't count you. There are just some variable in the space that whose use we have not discovered yet. And many people aspire without a code, without a number. I need to hold the hand of somebody right now and say that. It's like this same pastor is preaching his meal. <laughs> hold, hold the hand of somebody and be honest before God. Be honest before God. It looks like it's meal. This thing that I appear and disappear. Like a spirit. It's like they are, I cannot be numbered because we, we, they don't know whether I'll be there or I will not be there. You know, and I appear and disappear like a spirit. Yes. It's like this thing is. It's a game of numbers. Every leader, your real numbers are the people with the military mindset. People who are ready to go. Even when the circumstances are not convenient. Ready to fight. Ready to move on. Praise the Lord. Are you sure you are here with me? Paronoski pradika la zutech keleva. You see, there were some people in Gideon's army. Every pastor needs an army of soldiers. Please sit. In Judges chapter 7, the King James Version. Every leader, if you are a president, during the COVID, one president was chasing the finance or health minister for stealing the COVID relief fund. Clearly, that minister, that official is not a soldier. The reason why most African governments cannot do any meaningful thing is because they don't have soldiers who have a nationalist interest to develop their space, to defend it, defend its prosperity. That's why we are conniving with people to do galamse. We are conniving with people to carry the, the natural resources of Ghana, conniving, colluding with people to take our foreign, uh, foreign currency. If it can't go through the bank, it's going through the Togo border. And we can be here playing the ostrich as if we don't know what is happening. We were here when one person was determining the interest rate forest rate in this country from a small corner in a mall. One person every day he would just make the whole thing very speculative. That's how the, the dollar moved from win, win, win to win. It's a movement. Because the people who know the right things to do, they are not even interested in stopping that nonsense. Because the president would think he has men Listen to me. Your men are not in books. Oh. 
Okay, if I get time, I will go into tomorrow. I will be preaching a message about foot soldiers. If you miss it, then I know that you really don't want a number. <laughs> One human being is there. Bank of Ghana gives them dollar. Dollar is given to banks. One human being is not a bank. And when we have suffered, uh, then they go and close that person down. After we have suffered, uh, then you settle us, like the scripture said. After you have suffered a while, you shall be settled. That's right. You can see that the people in, in charge, you know, they are not soldiers. You can't do it in some countries. How dare you? Who, who born you? You won't try. The, the economy is not heated like that. The human being is heating the economy. And there are people in position who don't have a military mindset. Even if they wanted to stop it, there will be people under current saying that, hey, you know, be careful. Allow the thing to flow. Demonic people. People we cannot count. Anyway. Gideon had an army. Every pastor needs an army. I want to ask you if you can be counted in the army of your pastor. Can you be counted? In Judges chapter 7 verse 1 to 7. Let's read it. Very beautiful scriptures. In the King James it said, Then Jerubal who is Gideon and all the people that were with him rose up early and pitched beside the well of Harod so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Moreh in the valley. And the Lord said unto Gideon, the people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me saying, mine own hand has saved me. Now therefore, go to, proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from the Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people 20 and 2,000, and there remain 10,000. Pastor, Pastor Gideon, you are going to war with 32,000 men. Then you make an announcement. Any of you who is afraid and fearful, go to your wife. Go home. 22,000. Do the percentage. 22,000. That is over 60 something percent. Fieros. Men without balls. The, the thing is hanging there, but there's no energy in it. That the beasts are in the army. And it took just an announcement to separate men with balls from men without balls. 
just an announcement. The announcement was not like the enemy is coming. If you are afraid. <laughs> nah. Pastor, don't think you have a church. Oh. If you don't have soldiers, you don't have fighting men. You don't have numbers. They were soldiers, but they were no good soldiers. These were bad soldiers. Hey. Pastor, in your branch. You, you, you have to open your eyes. I'm telling you. You see, one day Jesus made an announcement. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood, then oh, his numbers disappeared. <laughs> Just a saying. Just a saying. This is your pastor. We don't know whether he's using the Holy Ghost or he's using the devil. That, just that saying. People who are not numbered as soldiers we just say, hey, 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 just said that in the night he saw your pastor dressed in black. Barefooted. <laughs> and as the pastor is there, he's lying to himself that he has numbers. Numbers of people who don't have the mindset of a soldier will hear anything and they will just disappear from the enlistment of the people going into the war. And you think you are going to war with people who have this mindset and you think you, your future is secured. Yeah. You are a joker. <laughs> the territory is in trouble because when you have crowds who are not militarily, mentally fortified, you, you don't have anything. What you have is yourself. That's why a leader can have plenty of people like and people who say we have men, we have men. <laughs> NDC two will say we have men, we have the men. Then NDC will ask them, so are these the men you have? And we are going to IMF like that? Ghana beyond aid. We have even taken more aid than when we didn't make that announcement. Where are the men? NDC two will come, they will just make their own announcement. Then we will find out that they also don't have the men. Yeah, because on paper, the men are there. But in practice, their practice is different from their accolade on paper. And you need practical men. That's why there are 32,000 in an army. But practically, uh, there are 10,000 at the first phase. Functionally. Uh, am I preaching? Oh, I'm doing volleyball. Pase, am I doing volleyball here? I, I, I'm playing volley here. Ask somebody, do you belong to the 10,000 or you belong to the 30,000? Are you not sad that your pastor cannot count on you? Are you not sad that a simple announcement can make you leave your church? A simple announcement. Somebody told you, pastor is not treating me well. All of a sudden, 
A pastor who doesn't treat people well there, and the media, I'm not staying there. Yeah, a simple announcement that, oh, we are going to build a church. So, please, every one of you, pay your first fruit. That simple announcement. That simple announcement. Like that. Mejas, as well, put your first fruit in here. And the amen come. And we are crumb for ma. You know. A be for ma. And we are from. And we are software. Charlatans. They are goddess in their belly. You know, and all of that, you know. And when you have people whose mindset is like that, you really don't have men. There are pastors who cannot count men because they just traveled for one month. If pastor is not there, God is on vacation. If pastor is not there, we are not there. When we go to church, we don't feel it. Because pastor is not there. You know? So, the pastor thinks he has men. Just for him to travel and realize that he doesn't have men. Hey! If I were to travel small, will you be here for midweek service? Ask the person by your side with a stern face. It looks like pastor has seen you. <laughs> a soldier doesn't care the, the new general, the new army commander, the new whatever, whatever that is appointed. A soldier is interested. I've been trained and the next commander or general is coming and I understand the jargons. I understand the training. I understand the mission. It, regardless of who is my general per time. I'm a soldier and soldier forever. But a charismatic church, they can transfer a pastor and half of the church has been transferred. Because we follow a, a, a pastor. We, we are not. <laughs> I, I don't know. Am I saying something here? Some of you, if they announce that Evans will be preaching for the next three weeks, if you are not a soldier, You'll be saying in your mind, this one that when you want to see pastor that he'll be tossing you up and down. He'll be tossing you up and down. Three weeks. The church, 22,000, will disappear into thin air. And you think he's not anointed. He's anointed by the mindset of the people. It's wrong. The clap offering, my left leg can clap better. Jesus. Tell somebody, if you are a soldier and you are in the army, an announcement must not make you withdraw and go home. Tell somebody, an announcement is not good enough for retreat. Why have you stopped attending the midweek service? Why not the morning flavor? Why, 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 why is it not part of our mind that you will be there by all means? Yes, a general or a captain or whatever going into a parade has no doubt the people who will be in the parade. 
He knows that heaven must come down before his team members will not be there. He knows with certainty that before he gets there, every single soldier will be on ground. But in our case, you know, in our case, you know, we, uh, <laughs> one pastor told me, he says that he was doing praise and worship, and the chica cry, hey, Charlie, go for no Mumbai, hey, and I be unto you, Lord. Hey. Praises be unto Hosanna. It's inspecting. Have they come? Are they coming? <laughs> Charlie, you sing small, then you are looking. Is the church filling up? Or the people? No, because if the people you have, are not soldiers. They don't show up all the time. They don't show up. Where did I read to? Brother, let's continue. 22 are gone. Left with 10K. Hmm. Then God said, in the next day, there are still too many. Hey, Break them down. <laughs> so for a pastor to be able to groom soldiers, you need to take fear. Fear out of people's heart. That's how we do church the way we do church here. Fear must be out of it. If until you take fear for ministry, fear for battles out of your heart, you can never be a proper soldier. Verse 4, and the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water. Not water, say water. And I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, this shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And of whomsoever I say unto thee, this shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. So he brought down the people onto the water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him shall thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lappeth, lapped, putting their hand to their mouth were 300 men, but all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. Verse 7. 9,700 people are drinking water in a certain way. And the Lord said in verse 7 unto Gideon, Pastor Francis, by the 300, by the 300 men that loved with Will I save you and deliver the Midianite into thine hand? And let all the other people, the 9,700, go every man unto his place. There is a first level of announcement for elimination. We call it the level of announcement. When they say, now you are, you, are the, you are going into the ashes, 
Person in Yabame home. And Rano, a way bass. Media, media, and pass. Sorry, I saw for Nenny Babame home. Nenny Bame home. I'm out. Ask somebody, is Pastor speaking to you? They give you assignment, but you are out. Then the second level, he said, they are yet many. Take them to the water. See, water is always a symbol of the spirit. And the Lord said that, I'm now going to test them based on their spirituality. So, the trial was based on spiritual mentality. And that mentality was made up of fear and doggedness. Or the fighting posture. Those who were chosen had a dog's mentality. They were dogged and ready to fight. So the 9,700 people, they went and the ones they saw water, they went and knelt down. And Charlie put their mouth in the water, started drinking, they knelt down to drink the water. That means that they, they had to put their weapons down, kneel down, drink the water. They were not battle ready. They were not battle ready. They were not spiritually ready, spiritually prepared. Then the others went and they now used their hand, holding weapon and using their hand to suck the water and drink it like the way a dog does. They had a dog's mentality. Tell somebody that. You need a dogged mentality. To be a good soldier. So it, it means that those who were chosen had a dog's mentality. They were dogged and ready to fight. The question I want to ask you right now is that. What size of dog do you have inside of you for the battles ahead of us? It's not my mouthful. Ministries and ministers, they need fighting dogs, not domesticated pets. You are a domesticated, pampered pet in the keeper's house. Yeah, I love the music of the keeper's music. That's not a soldier. <laughs> that's, that's a, I love it. I love it. It's like we are, we are loviciating. A dog can be a pet. But when you, are, you have a Rottweiler, Boabu, you know, German Shepherd, you know, and all of that. You see that you are dealing with fighting dogs, hyenas. The people who are going into battle and they are dogged in their mind. Don't be around your pastor in your church without a dogged mindset. The dogged mindset. I'm ready to fight for anything to ensure victory in the name of the Lord. If I have to pray, it's a dogged mentality. Am I preaching here at all? But you are there, you are there. Small, small. Say, people can easily leave their pastors home. Because pastor is looking like he's tilting towards this one. You are not dogged. Not dogged at all. People easily leave the mission they have because they don't have that fighting spirit. You will see people hanging around you. The fight in them is very small. How much fight do you have in you? One day, <clears throat> a pastor of mine I used to live with, 
He promised a lady that he was going to marry the lady. <coughs> and long and short is that the lady <laughs> reduced her age by more than 10 years. <laughs> it was a football age. And as the lady was with the prophet, he was with other people. So the prophet, I cleared. And after a while, realized that this is not the will of God for me. It can't be. He decided that, Charlie, an announcement had to be made. And then he said, we are not marrying again. Come and see fight. One day, we were there at the basement. I told you about the basement. When... I heard some, I was sleeping in my room when I heard boom, 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 boom. And this lady who would have married the prophet was quarreling. She started from the top, fighting with my, my pastor's um, chef, the lady who cooks for my pastor, was trying to show me because she saw the way the lady was coming like caterpillar. I saw that it was not a lovely, friend, friendly visit. He said, what is it? He came down there with fire. Knocked the door, knocked the door, knocked the door. So one of the guys who was also there with us, we used to call him power, went and opened the door. He just shoved him aside. He said, where is he? Where is he? He started, I was deeply asleep when I heard the, 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 the vulgar language. See, and my pastors, I was serving, these are very nice, diplomatic, clean English pastors. But the lady has some fisherman's <laughs> daughter traits. That kind of ruggedness inside of her. So she came with that nature. And, you know, she was making noise everywhere. They were trying to calm her down. She was not calming. So when I came from the room, I just sounded her that, look, you know what i Get out! I took him out, cleared him to the road down there. My pastor asked me, he said, how did you do it? I said, me and her, we come from the same constellation. We understand the language. If you don't have the doggedness, you will not be able to protect your leader. You can't protect your church. You can't. People selling around can confuse you about your church and you are totally confused. You can't stand and say, hey, you are a liar. You're a liar. It, that cannot be my church. Even if it is my church, it's my church. Is it your church? Dogged. Dogged. Look at this. Is how people can take pastors on. On social media. And you see people sometimes who don't brush their teeth. Man. Small, small lawyers. They'll be talking, talking, talking. When their lecturers are inside the church of the pastor they are trying to deal with and the pastor is not wrong. I will write more than you know how to write. 
I will say more than you know how to say. You are just a student lawyer now. A grubby wewenisho. You need to become a dogged person for we to for us to win some things with you. Am I talking to somebody here? And when Gideon started, the Lord said, I'm not interested in winning with many numbers. That means that the space for recruitment is very small, very limited. Tell somebody, push, push, push to be part of the 300. I can't hear you. Tell somebody, push to be part of the 300. Because there is a storm coming. There is a wave coming. It's going to clear you as part of the 22,000. The 9,700. So push to enter the 300. Stand up and go to about three people and say that. I hope to see you with the 300. I am already number one. Now maybe find your way with the 299. Shake some people here. Anybody sitting down, wake them up. You need to have a dogged mind. Dogged mind. Tell them, are you a dog in the keeper's house? This one that you are fine, fine. You're always thinking about your, your pawns and your foundation and your English and how smooth you are. We cannot do any meaningful thing with you. You got to be dogged. Tell somebody, you got to be dogged, dogged, dogged. Brother, the thing is not in the fact that you are holding a weapon. No. The mentality with which you are holding the weapon is what is important. What spirit? You see, there are men who have married women and small thing has happened and the men cannot sleep because they are not dogged. Runaway husband. See, I'm not dogged. He said, I love you, but you don't have a dogged mind to stay with the love you profess. So small thing. You see another lady with a better breast. And all, hey, look at design. Maybe you were a domesticated dog, but we need some dog and fighting dogs. Am I preaching here at all? The more children suck the breast, the more the breast is looking nicer for you. You think I came here to be preaching what? What do you think I came here to Your breast is killing me. The flatter, the sweeter. Sholaga da balaga taya. Hey! That's a dogged husband. That's a dogged husband. You don't want a husband who is moved by a new university girl whose breast is pointing like a pistol. Shokala badagadaya. Oh, to be drive no dear go chica for because he has seen a new design, a new size. After marrying you for 10 years, you know. He realizes that the cup of breast he chose, you know, is smaller for the appetite inside of him. Now, we are giant crank, breast milk, a bear ways, a drinking yet. How to be a soldier husband. But don't send you out here, my wife. Are you here at all? My husband, I love you. Kai. Pastor, I love you. The older you are growing, the anointing is increasing. The more I want to stay with you. I don't want to leave because one pastor is using exuberance to preach. And sometimes you can equate old age to no anointing. You don't have a dogged mind. 
Tell somebody, soldier, you got to be a dog, a fighter. Fight for the Lord Jesus. Fight for your church. Fight for your pastor. Fight for your ministry. Don't let anybody kick you out of the church. Stop you from your ministry. Tell somebody, don't stop it. Don't say, ain't stopping now. I ain't stopping now. Feeling it. Paul said, nothing shall separate me. This week, may your mind be saturated with a dogged, dogged Kalusa parada. Hey, shh. One day, a fetish priest in my city met me and said, you, you young man, you are the one causing trouble here. I'm going to deal with you. Do you know me? I said, who are you? I said, who are you? Osune, who are you? Who are you? He said, so you mean you don't know me? I said, you don't matter. That's why I don't know you in this city. You know, because somebody hears fetish priest is already running inside the atoma. I said, the dog inside me, when I heard fetish priest, I said, what an opportunity. Oh, and the Bible will happen. I said, hey, what did you say is your foolish name again? So when once they come foolish like that, the dog inside of you has rise. I said, I said, let's see who will last here. Because with that dogged mind of greater, you see, that is in me. No fetish priest is chewing you alive. You marry the man, you divorce, he's taking you to the altars in wherever, wherever. And you are afraid. Soldier, be dogged. Soldier, be what? Sometimes if you watch a film, you see that a soldier will go for a war. Return from the war. And some enemy they didn't finish will trace them to America and start chasing the family. You see that? The soldier's doggedness. You see, most times you want to take a soldier's dog, they don't care. But once you start going near family, you start going near family, you see that the dog inside them comes alive. You want, to, you want to scatter this keeper's house. That I came here with a depressed mind and now my mind has been clean. This keeper's house that I came here when I was very sick and God has healed me. You want to scatter this keeper? You, you have to kill me. Are you here at all? You got to kill me. You want to kill my pastor? You will go first. Somebody shout, I'm a soldier. We need dogs, so when they back you back, are you here at all? The church is getting there. Have you seen that for all the attacks they have on religious people, they don't mention the Muslims? Because they have shown their dogged mindset. They are not praying in the mosque with your foolishness. They are coming. If you are a dog, they are greater, better dogs with sharper teeth. They can even make a pastor who said he saw in the spirit go and beg with a, a goat. Doggedness. Doggedness. There's a hip life artist in this country. His followers are street boys. You touch him now, the dogs will be coming after you. Dogged guys. 
FW for life. I am not Francis Aubin. That's why they, they touch your pastor. Your pastor doesn't know the people he has. Because you are not dogged enough. You are there. You are in your father's house. Somebody comes and will be you, Papa, and Tuma Nani Hugo. I say, hey, I'm going to near them, Papa. Now, only dog will move away to me. You know? In the battlefield, every available object is a weapon. Sister, you are not a woman because you have breasts, though. Ask Deborah. When men were afraid to move, Sister Debbie stood up and started chasing men. I need some women to rise here as female dogs that you cannot go near their puppies. You have a soul. Somebody is taking the soul away from you. You got to be barking, barking and chasing. As you are chasing, you are barking. Let's close. Lift your hands up. Shake <laughs> You are becoming the next dog in the keeper's house. You are becoming the next big dog in the keeper's Are you here at all? Recently, there was a boxing match for the undisputed at uh, 147. Crawford and Spence. They said Spence is bigger. And Spence is the bigger fish. And he says, everybody knows Spence to be a dog. Real fighter. In boxing, when they say somebody is a dog, it's a fighter. And Spence is bigger. So he will win because he's bigger. Crawford was la laughing. He said, he can be whatever, whatever. The dog inside me is bigger than him. And the bigger man was beating messless. You see, the bigger man came and said that it will be one-sided ass whooping. The smaller man was very quiet. Have you seen a cat and a dog fighting before? You see speed and dexterity. Whilst the dog is planning, cat has slapped. Papa, take a position. Change your position. Take a position. Dog is always bigger than cat. But there is a fight in the cat. Let, no, let nobody intimidate you. When David met Goliath at the battlefield, the Bible said, whilst Goliath was talking, David ran and hasted towards Goliath. That was the first impression he gave Goliath. Goliath said, hey, I could have any. By the time he arranged himself, the stone had already sunk in the forehead. There must be so much fight inside of you. So much fight as a soldier. Am I preaching here at all? May you receive the fighting spirit. Never to give up. Never to turn your back. Don't be like the people who were holding weapons and they ran from the enemy. Receive power. Please lift your hand. We are going to pray for that dogged anointing, dogged spirituality. A mountain is facing you. You enter into dogged fasting and prayer. Ready for battle. Don't be a decoration in church. I wear a nice suit. I check the cut. Yeah. I said, you are a decoration. 
We need fighters. We need what? Fighters. I can't hear you. What do you need? Fighters. Can you talk to three people? Because I want you to settle down before we pray. Talk to three people. What kind of dog are you? Small dog or big dog? Say you may be a small dog, but the fight inside you must be bigger. Fight for your ministry. Fight and fight and fight. God wants to win with you. Fight to listen to the word of God. Fight to pray. Fight to live a holy life. Fight to serve. Because Charlie, when you marry, it will challenge you. And you have to fight to serve even once you are married. I'm feeling like God is raising some army here. Just an army of 300. Gideon's army can be Pastor Francis's army. And we can take over a whole nation because we have got fight inside us. May you receive a dogged mindset. A dogged fire in the mighty name of Jesus. Raise your hand right now. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Father, pour this doggedness upon me. I am too malleable, too soft. I pray for this doggedness. Come on, somebody pray. 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 Som